This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, and supporting listeners like you. Go to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click Donate, or visit Patreon.com backslash TwoHeadedNerd to become a supporter today. Ha-cha! Yes? Ho, ho, ha, ha! Remember me, old chum? Jolly devil. Good morning, one and all, and welcome to another exciting episode of THN Cover to Cover. Here's how it works. Every Saturday. Really loud for some reason. Every Saturday from 11 till noon Central Standard Time, Joe and I sit here and take your live phone calls. We also play your MP3s and we talk to you in our Facebook Live chats about the week's nerd news and such. Here's how you play along you can call us at 402 819 4894 or you can chat with us. Just like I said, if you can't be here live, shoot us an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com or you can also leave a message on that same phone line I mentioned, or just click the call now button on our Facebook page. It totally works. But before we can get started here, Joe Patrick, tell these kids about our first question of the week for the year of our Lord 2020. Oh, 2020. That, ain't, that can't be right. That can't be a real date. For the year of our baby Yoda 2020. No. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, this week's question came from us. Uh, we want to know what are your nerd year resolutions? Not revolutions. Nerd year revolutions. Uh, your nerd year resolutions for 2020. Trying to catch up on your uh, comic backlog. What are you doing different? Trying to uh, read more indie stuff. Right. What are you going to do different? Yeah, you know. What are you changing? Don't be, don't be scared. Let us know. Let's turn and there ain't no judgment. No, nah, no judgment at all. There ain't no judgment. We need to hear from you. Again, that phone number is 402-819-4894. And the phone line is open. Oh, maybe we'll talk about your, uh, your listener's choice awards. Yes, we actually, let's unveil those now. Do we have some to talk about? Um, they were all over the place. Let's they name, were, let's name they some. Were no, there were no clear winners. Let's name names. All right, well, hold on, let me... Yeah. Name some names. Name some names. Let me you? get stuff up. Oh, let me turn the I know, JD. That's, right. That's ridiculous. Whoa. That was crazy. Whoa. All right. We got a call coming in here. I think I know who it is. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who this? JD, really got a catch. JD, how are you today? Good. Good to hear from you, sir. Sorry, Joe Patrick likes to point out whenever we're having... Uh, Issues with our audio that you guys can't hear. <laughs> so, <laughs> what would you like to rap about today, sir? Uh, well, I think I had uh, nerdier resolutions. I've been thinking about that quite a bit. And uh, uh, mine is actually kind of weird. I, I'm, I'm planning on reading less comics this year. What does that mean, reading less comics? Uh, I'm going to stop reading things that I'm just okay on. Okay. For example. Just, name names. Come uh, on, let's call out some creators. Uh, well, I think it's more or less just, you know, kind of coming back to trades. Like, I'll read an issue and then I'll just come back to it, you know? Sure. Uh, a lot of the stuff, you know, a lot of stuff that I do for the Lake House, um, you know, I've given, you know, I, I guess I'm just going to be less forgiving about giving things leeway just because it's on the app and just because it's free. Okay. You know, that's fair or not. Mm -hmm. free, so but, you're but not like, money. you're not rage unreading or anything. You're just saying I'm going to use my no. time better. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nothing because wrong with that. 
I definitely want to focus in on better books. I mean, I'm cutting down my my uh, my trade pull list. I'm not going to get trades of you know of realm and and excellence anymore because uh, those have been double dipped, and I don't need to double dip on those anymore. Sure. But, you know, it's just more of a, yeah, like you said, taking a look at that. And then also the other thing is I want to play more games, but not video games. I want to get back into like, like tabletop games, straight up like tabletop games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I really want to try out the, the Marvel legendary card game. I heard it's a bunch. I heard it's like a ton of fun. I've heard it's fantastic. Yeah. I've heard, yeah. I've heard good things about that. I and, need to, and I, I need to get some of the games out of my closet that I really, you know, I've put up there and just haven't done anything with in a while. Like, I'm a big fan of the work of the game Small World. I don't that know game Small World. So much fun. I don't know no it's, Small World. Small World is kind of like Risk with fantasy creatures. Oh. Oh. Okay. Like sending your orc army to Pennsylvania uh, to Kreblakistan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what was it? Dirk Merkistan? <laughs> Dirk, Dirk Merkistan. No, Dirk a Dirkistan. That was it. <laughs> yeah, you, you, pick, you pick like a fantasy race, and then you pick like a like a version, and like you know, and there's you know some game breakers, you know, like like rampaging vampires. They're they're horrible to stop because rampaging means you can go through one territory to another and then vampires regenerate. So sure. you can just go turn after turn after turn and it just pisses off other players, but it's fun. That sounds kind of fun. Yeah. I feel like yeah. tabletop yeah. games are, how can I put this? I like tabletop games and I always have fun playing them when they are well-produced, but I feel like it is a very expensive hobby to get into. Yeah. They ain't cheap. It, and they should be. There's a lot of work no, that goes not. into them. I mean, it's not like right, you just right, sit right. down and fart out a tabletop game. I mean, obviously, it takes time and work. But it's also, but it's also a nice. It's it's a hobby that doesn't have to be super expensive because if you if you do it right, you know, like a game like Small World is great because it's got huge replay value. Right. You know, you can keep playing it again and again. You don't. I mean, there are expansions, but you don't have to buy them. Uh, you can just play the base game, which is all I have. And it's a ton of fun. And it was like 40 some odd bucks, but I've had it for well, that's you know, not years bad. and I'm still loving it. You know? Yeah. That's not bad at all. I mean, uh, video games start at like 70 and go down from there. Yeah. yeah they're exactly. like 60 yeah. bucks yeah. entry point. And that's what I, and that's what I like about games like the legendary game is it's a, it is a card game, but it's not a collectible card game. It's a all in the box. You don't have to go hunting for booster packs and shit like that. So, yeah. and I think that's where the expense comes in on things like magic is that, you know, I know, I know guys that have spent, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. In magic. Oh, yeah, magic. yeah. And I know people love magic and I get it, but it always kind of came down to that. Like, Oh, look, the rich kid won again. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Oh yeah. And, and, and people be like, no, it's not like that. I mean, sure. There is a lot. There's some skill to deck There's building skill and, that goes into and all it, that. But, but also if you can buy the $200,000 card, that's like play this card and win, then where does the skill come in? There are also a lot of rules in sanctioned magic play that, that don't allow that. Sort I suppose. Of thing. But, and make dudes flip tables play. and stuff. Right, and yeah, like, yeah. There's hilarious gifts about it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was never a magic guy. Never a magic guy. Me neither. I honestly. I've never played it. Even even dumber. Hearthstone is a ton of fun. I love Hearthstone. But you're paying money for cards that you can't even own. <laughs> they're, they're imaginary cards. Well, if you buy booster packs, but I played Hearthstone for free for a long well, time. Well, there are people that bought. See, but that's the thing with, with Hearthstone as well. It got to a point where like, oh, oh, dude that spent 200 bucks on booster packs is going to kick my ass literally every time. Yeah. Literally every time. Oh, 
So it was just like I would yeah, play through the regular game, which was fun and learn a lot. Then I'd be like, hey, maybe I'll try this. And it's like, nope, you met a 14-year-old kid who took his mom's credit card <laughs> and kicked your ass with it. Like, that's not fun. I don't want to get beat up by a credit well, card. Yet, <laughs> stupid. And, and worse yet, some of those, I mean, some of those uh, app games like that, you get you get caught up by those Koreans huh. that literally are somehow using Bitcoin to just destroy and oh, just yeah. buy every yeah. Oh, God. Koreans? <laughs> okay, easy, 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 easy. I hate Koreans. <laughs> All right. Well, just some of them, it's a goddamn job. Yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah, literally. Definitely. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like it's like Russian gold farmers when we played World of Warcraft. Yeah, back in the day. Like, yeah, no, these I people still, will get paid to mine gold to day, and sell it. I still it to don't know how that worked. <laughs> Like, who was paying them? How are they doing it? I don't know. It's a racket, though. <laughs> yeah. I I'm not going to lie. It. I bought gold a couple times when I played WoW because I, I didn't want to have to deal with it. got it. But yeah, it's just like, okay, what server are you on? All right, see you then. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, cha-ching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got a million gold. <laughs> what happened? Yeah, like, I don't get it. It's so weird. Oh. So, hey, I wanted to ask you guys real quick on TV. Um, have either of you seen the show Reprisal on Hulu? No. I've I, seen the I don't know no it. reprisal. It, no, what is it? Uh, I watched it. It's, it's a crime noir show, but it's got a really weird kind of alternate history setting that uh, the way I explain it is, it is it does to rockabilly culture what Into the Badlands did to Kung Fu. What? So it's like weird, like Streets of Fire kind of like, <laughs> remember that movie? Streets of Fire no. with like the Mennonite dude. It was like a rock opera, and there was like the Mennonite dude that fights a biker gang to save his girlfriend. Mennonite hero. I'm holding up for a hero. You don't remember no, that? No. Lee, Lee Ving was in it. No, I've not seen Streets of Fire, Matt. <laughs> oh man, Streets of Fire ruled. It was so bad. Please tell us about the reprisal. The guy that was in Hitman, the main actor, was who was in it. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, about a woman whose brother runs a hot rod gang called the called the Banished Brawlers. Huh. And he uh, he tries to kill her by dragging her behind a pickup truck on a chain. Well, and the, did she have it coming? It I got to ask. Did she have it coming? <laughs> First and foremost, <laughs> he thinks he thinks he did it, and then but it turned out she didn't. And then this is like ten, fifteen years later where the Banished Brawlers have grown into this franchise gang across the whole country, running these massive strip clubs called the Bangarang. And I like the name. she's been up in Detroit living, living, just living her best life and her, her new husband dies. And so she kind of ditches her alternate identity comes back to who she was and she's going to get revenge on the gang. Okay. Reprisal. It's, so it's, it's sort of like, like yeah. I spit on your grave meets streets of fire. Quit, yeah, kind quit of, bringing I mean, up Streets of Fire. Like, Nobody knows what you're Streets talking of about. Fire, totally ruled. Rick Moranis was in it too. Yeah, Willem Dafoe I mean, is like the villain. Yeah, he was great. He was like the, the head the ugly Banish, biker gang guy. Yeah, because like the Banished Brawlers, they're all in like 34 Ford coupes. They wear like mechanics t -sh mechanic shirts with their name on them. And this sounds cool. Badasses. This sounds and really cool. <laughs> like, there's like a biker gang called the called the the Happiness Ghouls. <laughs> Let me tell you, I love gangs, and whenever gangs get weird. Like the Warriors was one yeah. of my favorite movies because the gangs in it were so cool. Like the Baseball Furies but, were just like dudes that roller skated and had baseball pads. <laughs> oh yeah, now, I did see I did see that movie. No, what's what's really weird about this one though is like so you got these hot rods and bikers and you know there's like you know the, she's like her all her like the idea that she took on in these fifteen years is like this perfect housewife 
chef type person and she's drinking tea and they're watching the news on console TVs. And then out of nowhere, someone pulls out a Nokia flip phone. <laughs> oh, okay. And, so and like, kind of and go, oh, it's yeah. anachronistic in, in a, so in a fun like, kind of way. It's like Watchmen with cell phones. Yeah. Watchmen yeah, with shitty it's, cell phones, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Cause it's like very anachronistic. Cause then there's, you know, they're using Tommy guns, but they're also using like desert eagles. Weird. You know? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll check it out. Weird. I will definitely check it out. This sounds like about, fun. And they're talking about like being veterans of wars that never happened. Oh, okay. wow. Okay. I do love alternate history, period. Whenever there's alternate history yeah. involved, I'm totally down. Yeah, it's a good time. I, I, I enjoy it. I mean, don't think about it too hard. It's not going to win. Any, <laughs> Fair any, enough. Any Golden Globes, but we will check it out. JD, yeah. thank you for your call, buddy. It's always good to talk to you. All right. Talk to you guys later. Happy right. New Year. Happy New yeah, Year, you brother. Too, pal. Uh, I've been watching The Expanse. I'm on the second season. It's so good. It's very good. It is so good. It's very good, but it's not the sort of thing that, like, it's no good to me, like, putting it on in the background when I'm trying to work from home. No, that's not what it's for. It requires a level of focus. Yeah, this is not, (laughs) this is not Guy's Grocery Games, okay? This is I've been watching a lot of Guy's Grocery Games. You have to watch. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, wasn't holding up for a hero in Flashdance? It may have been in that too, but it was on the Streets of Fire soundtrack as well. It's like the main rock star character was that was like her hit. All right, yeah, it was awesome. Bonnie man. Tyler? No, I don't think it was Bonnie Tyler. I think it was somebody else. Bonnie Tyler was well, by uh, me, by me, Bonnie Tyler is the turnaround, singer bright that, eyes, right? That was Bonnie Tyler, wasn't it? Total Eclipse of the Heart. Yes, yeah. Total Eclipse of the Heart. That was Bonnie Tyler. Um, Streets of Fire soundtrack. It does not include holding out for a hero. It's in that movie, I'm pretty sure. I don't know what to tell Almost you. It's positive. Um, I've been watching the BBC Dracula miniseries. Too scary. Stephen Moffat is writing it of Doctor Who fame. It is so good. It's super creepy. Yeah. It is super awesome. And the take they are the take they have on Van Helsing is kick ass. And I don't want to tell you because it'll, it'll spoil it. And All right, yeah, don't spoil it's it. So good. I absolutely love it. I wish it was a regular TV show and not a miniseries awesome that's the bbc though yeah. that's what they do they do but i mean like they have other i mean they have shows as well you know i get yeah, it. you're busy with doctor like, who sherlock but. is three episodes every five years right but they're also like two hours long <laughs> yeah so, they're like their I mean, movies yeah i mean and this is the same way like this i think these are an hour and a half each the second one was all about like him getting on a russian ship and sailing to uh england basically and oh my god <laughs> like slowly the crew gets picked off one by one and they realize there's definitely a murderer on board and then they realize there's definitely a vampire on board and then they realize <laughs> it's definitely that guy and there's nothing we can do about it <laughs> it is so good and the guy that's playing dracula is wonderful He's scary. He's sexy. <laughs> he's so good. And I've definitely seen him on uh he's been on Doctor Who before. The guy that played the master on the most recent Doctor Who, spoiler alert, the master shows up. He's in it too. The the female Doctor Who master? Yes. Okay. Indian dude. Oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, because the last Doctor, uh, the last, I'm still on the Capaldi Doctor Who, and the last. You know that there's been like a couple seasons since. Yeah, then. I know. Okay. I have to wait for them to hit <laughs> Amazon because I don't have BBC America. Uh, Aren't the new ones on Amazon? I think they are. When the seasons are over. Yeah, last season is. all of. I'm not up to date yet. Oh, well, that's your fault. That's not Amazon. 
quit blaming Amazon. Um, I'm not going to sit here and listen to you disparage a good name of Amazon.com. My, my point <laughs> is, was that uh, the last time I saw the master, it was Missy. It was when they did the female. Yes. The British female. Well, master. now it is a different dude. And cool. the reveal was so good this week. The new Doctor Who, totally friggin' excellent. Do we have some le- Reader's Choice Awards or what? Yeah. Well, Let's talk about it. Don't be snapping at me. I'm not. You were you were John until just now. Yeah, but I asked you to look him up. Like I got him. I got him ready. What do we got? Uh, well, we got some responses on Twitter. Okay. And uh, Mark Tarrington gave his uh, best writer to Mark Russell. I like that, uh, especially for his work on Red Sonia and Second Coming. Mark Russell had a hell of a year, though. He really did. Yeah. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover Caller. Who this? It's Brian Domingos. Brian Domingos. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you guys? We're doing well. We were actually just kind of rapping about some nerdy TV in the new year that we're excited about, but we're willing to go anywhere with this. What do you want to rap about? Um, I'm trying to think. What have I been watching? Um, anything nerdy? I don't know. I'm sort of caught up on all the things that I can watch on my own because, you know, my wife and I have all those the yeah. packs of all the shows we can't watch. You know, we're watching together that we will never probably ever see. Fair enough. Um, my wife does the same thing. We should put her foot down and be like, we're not starting anything new until we finish this show that we started watching two years ago that I don't ever feel like watching. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> you know? Yeah, our, our, our list is like, she's like, oh, I want to watch that. I want to watch that. I want to watch that. I'm like, oh, okay. We watch... Um, Two episodes of Shit's Creek a week together. So um, I need we'll to watch Shit's Creek. Anything. Casey loves um, Shit's Creek. I need to watch that. It's it's good. I mean, it's you know the fact that there's six seasons. I'm like, really? That's a lot of like them just making weird facial expressions at each other. But um, it's very dry, from what I understand. Yes. Yes, it's 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 very it's sarcastic. It's all sarcasm and eyebrows. Okay, like they just like glare yeah. at each other. And they're funny, but it's it's a lot of um, it's a lot of heavy lifting on those eyebrows. Well, you've got like Levy and O'Hara who have legendary eyebrows, so that should work pretty yes. well, right? <laughs> and and uh, Eugene Levy, who was you know kind of like a, a nerdy guy when he was young, like he's a very handsome old man. Yeah, uh, we should all strive to be that handsome. I feel like he's age. always been a good looking guy, but he's good at making himself look like a weirdo. You know, yeah, there's, there's yeah, professionally he, he, ugly people, and then there's people that are so good that they can make you look past how sexy they are and be like, all right, I'll buy their nerd in this or whatever. It's kind of a cruel joke of the universe that uh, most dudes get better looking as they age, as opposed to what happens for the not so fortunate. It's like, wow, we're about to get real <laughs> yeah, sexist you know what? I, here, I, huh? I, I, <laughs> I'm just going to back out yeah, of the camera. Sorry, <laughs> I, I knew the second I started down that road. <laughs> that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant, and it's not how, how I meant how, it. How ugly women get in their not own Yes, absolutely no. ugly, ugly women. <laughs> women, of all, women of all ages are beautiful. It's just that, like... You Only get, the very young ones, right, Joe? <laughs> yes. No. Uh, but like, you look at, like... Friggin' Tom Cruise and Harrison Ford and these guys in their in their sixties, seventies, eighties. Time out. Tom Cruise, I understand. Is Harrison an Ford is not a good looking guy anymore. But Eugene Levy, ha- that Harrison guy is Ford, a handsome man. Harrison Ford is a disheveled, drunk old bastard. <laughs> okay. I honestly, Tom Cruise honestly made a deal with an hearing. alien, and that's why he's gorgeous. Yeah, he's possessed by the spirit of Xenu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if he, it's not even human skin. He peels it back, and he's a reptile. He's like a, v. He's yeah. like a, 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 he's a V. He's like yeah. a V. He's a V. He's a visitor, <laughs> not a vagina. He's a visitor. <laughs> Tom Cruise is a real V. You heard it here first. Eating guinea pigs and stuff, you know. <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, Great. let's just jump right off of this uh, unfortunate <laughs> turn of um, events. I'm gonna, here, let me let me turn a little bit. Uh, Far Sector is unbelievable. Um, yes. That's like one of my favorite books. I thought it was going to be, um, you know, a, like I'm, I'm down to try anything um, Young Animal because they're doing different things that whether or not they're 100% successful, it's right. it's a nice try. Um, but the fact that this is like a gorgeously illustrated book with like an interesting geopolitical police procedural. I'm like, yeah, yeah this is what every Green Lantern book should be. I totally you know, agree. This is, this I is totally a, agree. It's great. Yeah. Um, with that said, Grant Morrison's and, Green Lantern is what every Green Lantern superhero comic should be. Yeah. I, I, you know agree what I mean? about that. It's it, they need to be more, they either need to be like more like hardcore cop stuff or totally bonkers weirdo stuff. Right. Well, and you, you know, just with, do the Batman think, model. Where I, Batman is the superhero book and detective is a detective book. Green Lantern Corps is the police book and Green Lantern is the superhero book. Just that's all I need. Totally in. Yeah, they, they, they did it a little bit, but they didn't, they didn't lean in enough. Like they should have done yeah. like, I want to read like a Greg Rucka Green Lantern Corps book. Yeah, uh, I like, you know, totally like a, agree. A, yeah. Oh, oh like, uh, central. You know, some, GLPD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah, you know, because like, when, when they started seeing them as like, these, they have partners and they have, they have districts or sectors. Oh, like, this I is loved their, it. I their loved beat. it. It's like, I love that idea, but they didn't go, they don't go far enough with it. Yeah. You know, they, they do the, um, and so that would be cool. But yeah, I, I you, um, uh, Matt, a lot of your comments at the Beppos really like convinced me to, take another look at um immortal hulk um i really didn't get past the first issue because i Man. frankly think the coloring is terrible but um i am now um i hit the uh, shop in the back issues and i um i read 12 issues last night so <laughs> i, I kind of just like <laughs> so, I'm gonna, so i'm gonna guess you and, didn't um, hate it is where you're at <laughs> no it's it's weird like i i i mean i i think paul mount's coloring is a disservice because everything is really? yellow and terrible but I, I can't stand him. I've never liked his work. Um, huh. But um, the, like, it's because a lot of people say like, oh, it's a horror. It's a horror. It's like, well, no, it's more of like a suspense thriller because it's, there is like, it's kind of like, it's like, I wouldn't call seven a horror movie. You no, know, like no, but it is a, yeah. it's suspenseful and there's like weirdness and you don't really know what's going on. And, um, you know, I think some of the, the rules are a little varied um, as far as like how things work. You know, because it's like it's tied to time until it's not, you know, like the like the nighttime is his time and like the, the daytime is my time. And then it's like, well, he's been in those jars for more than a day. But, sure. But you know, as, as you, you know, get into the story and you're at a point right now where it's about to start happening, they really start playing with that day and night idea a little bit. And they right. start playing with the cast of characters and no spoilers here, but like the cast of characters that have been the Hulk that are part of Bruce that all live in the same head and stuff like that. And it's really, really fun. God, it's great. Yeah. It's, um, I, I don't know. Al Ewing, like, I know that he's got a really good rep as like a really good new guy, but he, he tends not to write books I care about or that I'm interested in. I'm sorry. I'm outside. So it's a plus. That, no, that's uh, fair. But, but, um, but this is like, yeah, let me try it. And you know, they happen to have, um, the first, you know, bunch of issues and I, I just grabbed them and I was glad they were marked down because they're not cheap, but, New. um, you know, it was like, okay, I get it. Like I can see it's not, I don't know that I would say, oh, I got to read this every month, but I've got a pile of them and I'm gladly going to the next one rather than picking something else to read. Sure. You know? Yeah. Sure. So, awesome. Um, yeah, no, it was good. And, um, 
Yeah, and I, I like the way that they do the different artists uh, for the different. They do that like different artists doing different stories of like right. the, in like the first. I think it's like the third issue, and and they have like very a wide variety of people. It's also um, very thoughtful, you know, though. Like the artists that you're picking, they obviously said this style is going to work really well for this type of story. It's the sort rather of, than like, mm-hmm. oh man, Lineal Francis Yu needs a week off. Grab that guy, you know. And <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a yeah. deliberate it's a deliberate story artistic yeah. choice rather than like the book is late. And to be fair, I talked a little bit of smack about the artists on Captain America that were working with Tennessee Coates. Turns out they're buddies. So felt a little bad. And and that is cool. Well, that he's, he's definitely listening. So he's giving them, he's like bad. elevating some friends and stuff like that. But I would say it, when you stack them up next to John Romita, who is kick or not, John, is it John Romita Jr.? Yeah. Was kicking ass on that book. No, it wasn't. It was Linnell Francis U. Well, and then it switched. I don't know who, I mean, I never I think it was, or no, it was Kubert was doing it for a little while there. And then it switched this year. And it looked really, really good, really, really good. And then all of a sudden, not so great at all. <laughs> you know, I, I feel here. like and it, it's, it's weird. I don't, I mean, it, this is a, a very broad stroke comment, but I feel like Marvel, because their schedule is so breakneck where, you know, I can't imagine being a retailer dealing with it. Like it's a monthly book. Oh, except the first two issues come out the first month. Right. And then, you know what, you're going to get six issues over, um, five weeks and it's like how the hell is that you know it's like they, they have these weird accelerations in the schedule and they're kind of just like throwing pencilers at the book yeah you also to have to order the first four before the first one comes exactly out. yeah they, yeah. they right. promise you I mean, that the first one's going to be huge biggest thing ever second one's going to be the yeah. second biggest thing ever third one might be bigger <laughs> than the first thing ever you know because they yeah. realize you're going to go and down the artist, <laughs> yeah and the solicited artists are no longer on the book by issue four. Exactly. Like, that's yes, a bummer. Exactly. But, exactly. Um, but yeah, jo- Joe Bennett is awesome. And he's been, I've really paid a lot of attention to him since he did a brunt of the work of 52, the weekly book. Yes, that's um, right. I forgot about and that. He's, um, I mean, he, he's a workhorse, but it's good. Like, it's not like he's, he's just one of those guys. Like, you know, you look around and you go, he's done a lot of great stuff. And He's just, where is he? It's like, oh, he's working on the book right now. Like, he, he's not a flashy guy by any means. No, but, um, but he is one of those quality. artists that you will never see cut corners. A lot of these guys who I think are good, and I'm, I can't, nobody really springs to mind at the moment, but, like, are really talented. You can see the panels where they were like, well, it's just a guy standing there, so there you go. You know, and they'll yeah. cut some corners here and there. Or they'll reprint a panel from earlier with a slightly different background or something like that. You'll never see Bennett do that. The dude is a workhorse. He obviously thinks about every panel he draws, and he draws some truly scary shit, like I gross th- stuff. I, I think that uh, I think that this book will probably vault him up a bit. I think it already has. Yeah, no question. Because it's like like you guys said, like he's always been there, yeah, doing the thing, but he's never been the name that gets headlines, right? And I think we talked about this last week, uh, where it's like you're never going to read something like. <gasps> Superstar team, superstar artist Joe Bennett right. taking over the X Men. Like that's like not Joe Bennett yeah, takes over Batman. You know, just or like, something. Which a, he'd be amazing. He's a but. good artist, but he's not like a, a headline yeah. grabbing. It's too bad. Yeah, Brian, we're gonna open this up some more callers, but Happy New Year, and it is always good to talk to you, brother. Happy New Year. Have a good one. You too, Brian. Thanks. The phone line is open. Uh, we did not review comics on the show this week. No. So I wanted to talk about a couple of things that came out. 
Namely, we find we interviewed Matthew Rosenberg for the show about his Hawkeye. Book. I read Hawkeye. It was very good. It was hilarious yeah, and yeah. really fun. I liked it a lot. And like the way that he described it on the show, where he was like, Hawkeye doesn't always realize what he's getting himself into mm-hmm. and thinks like, well, I'm an Avenger, whatever. I'm going to be fine. And he, so he's messing with the hood in this book. And the hood has never been one of our favorite characters, but the way they're using him yeah, is yeah. really, really good here. <laughs> and he was just like legit. The hood is given, having a meeting and Hawkeye's standing there with all these bad guys and they don't recognize him because he's out of costume. And he's like, all right, listen up, guys. And they're like, all right. And Hawkeye's thinking, I like how this guy talks. He's, he knows how to handle a room. And then he reaches out to like one of his henchmen and goes, low main me. And Hawkeye goes, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but then he just walks up and punches him in the face, more or less, and fights everybody. He's like, yeah, I'm Hawkeye. I did it. And they like take the hood downtown and Hawkeye goes to the arraignment. And guess what? Wilson Fisk is the mayor of New York. So the hood is not going to jail. Right. <laughs> And it's just like sets up this like, all right, that's how we're going to do it. And it's becoming this war that started off with like pranks and whatnot. Really good art, too. I can't remember who the artist was, but really nice art on it as well. Yes, I thought it looked great. Um, uh, God, is Hawkeye the only new book I read this week? Oh, no, I read G.I. Joe number four. Did you read Thor? I haven't read Thor because I haven't finished King Thor. I guess it doesn't matter. You don't need to. You don't need to at all. This picks up more towards the end of the... The modern day Thor. Well, not just that. More towards the end of the War of the Realms. Mm -hmm. It really is all you needed to read. Um, IDW's G.I. Joe. I know we reviewed the first issue and we were like, it's good, but it doesn't feel like G.I. Joe. And four issues in, I'm freaking loving it. I love it. I heard it got, I heard issue two is where it really picked up and we went, oh, that's what's going on. Yeah, I mean, it is definitely a reboot of G.I. Joe. So right. if you come in being like, where's Beachhead? You, you got to set your baggage at the door and just enjoy it. Mm. The art is great. Beachhead isn't there. I'm out. Beach, Sorry. Beachhead is my favorite G.I. Joe. <laughs> is my favorite G.I. Joe character. Uh, if the I refrigerator got, Perry doesn't show up, forget it. <laughs> Quick kick. Yeah. I loved Quick Kick. Me too. Uh, I got caught up on Cobra. Uh, Cobra number four came out. It's incredible. I'm calling my shot right now. And I'm not going to say that, like he's going to be the best writer ever. This is Donny Cates year. This is Donny Cates huge year at Marvel. I think he demonstrated that he can any book you put him on, whether it's Venom or Absolute Fucking Carnage or Guardians of the Galaxy. Donny Cates knows what he's doing. And this first issue of Thor was so fantastic totally great and it starts off very jason aaron where it's like oh you know asgard has changed and thor is the king now and he's you know bored and he doesn't want to rule and there's all this you know flowery asgardian language and stuff and then something then the biggest cosmic event you can possibly think of happens yeah (laughs) and the explanation for thor's new costume is so goddamn cool. All right. And heavy metal. <laughs> All right. It's so cool. I'll get on it. Uh, the artist of Hawkeye was Otto Schmidt. Uh, oh, that's right. Otto Schmidt. Fantastic. Rosenberg was talking to us about how much he loves him, and he's uh, really good. The latest Daredevil came out, which was astonishing, as always. Uh, Star Wars number one came out, the rebooted, or the relaunched Star Wars by uh, Charles Soule and Jesus Sayas, I believe. I think it artist. is Jesus Sayas, yeah. Uh, I didn't read it yet. I've not read that. Did you read Marvel Tarot? I didn't read Tarot. Tarot. Uh, X-Men number four, though. X-Men number four was great. Uh, X-Men four. I loved loved X-Men three with the old lady mad scientists. Yeah. Uh, X-Men four is Apocalypse and Magneto and Professor X in suits going to some government summit. I'll tell you what. Apocalypse can wear the hell out of a suit. And just like (laughs) low-key threatening humanity, which is like, look, 
we can't be held responsible if you don't know how to behave. <laughs> uh, I, will, really, I will turn this planet around. <laughs> basically, a really good Magneto speech where they're all like, well, we don't trust you because you're Magneto. You've always done this. And he's like, oh, no, we're playing by your rules now. We get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. we're just going to buy everything and we're going to take your money yep. and then we're going to make sure that all the bad players can't afford to play in our yep. game. We're going to buy up all your com- <laughs> we're going to buy up all your companies. Then yeah. we're going to buy up all your politicians. It's great. Yeah. Uh, an apocalypse, <laughs> apocalypse is, uh, uh, they're trying to be all chummy with apocalypse and the, the, the delegates like, Oh, Mr. Nur or Ensaba, what should I call you? And he's like, I am apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> My true name is not yours to utter. <laughs> uh, your, your lips are not worthy to utter. That's My a true really name. good line with, uh, professor X talking about like, think about like how there's always been you know, uh, human success and then massive failure and human success and massive failure. He's like every thousand years or so, you guys completely destroy yourselves. Yeah. We're going to make sure that doesn't happen. He's like, look at the end of the bronze age. Nobody even remembers how, why it ended. And they're like, do you know? And apocalypse is like, I was there. And they're like, well, why don't you tell us then? He's like, it was me. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What happened? I did. I, I happened. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then the backdrop of, uh, in the, in the background of, as all this is going on, is like, like, they're trying so hard with like they got their psychic shields on yeah and one guy's like oh this fucking thing itches and then you see professor Drake's cock his head yeah. <laughs> and it's like a uh, cyclops go two floors up and take care of that for me yeah <laughs> uh uh it's uh, it was such a good issue it really was and like a talking head issue without any yeah. doubt but i gotta say hickman is so good at that he's uh, so good at it yeah and you know and i think we need more not necessarily more of that but I want him to maintain this balance because like the issue before we got nonstop weirdo action with <laughs> islands moving around yeah. and weird rhinoceroses and sure. an alien I, baby thing. I think it, it's it's it took me a little while to wrap my head around the kind of book that this is going to be because it says X-Men on the cover. And I was like, oh, I get well, I know what the X-Men is. Right. And then the first issue was like. The summer, the weird scott summers polyamory love shack <laughs> issue uh and i was like what is happening what is going on uh and now four issues and i'm like this is the best this is the best one of all of them yeah without a doubt yeah let's, let's talk some re- more reader's choice what else do we have here all right all right uh back to the tweeters uh stately lord fungus his favorite writer was tom king his favorite artist was step yen sedgic tom king huh and his favorite series was harleen Oh, the Har- the Harley Quinn before she the was Harley Black Quinn label thing. one, yeah. Yeah, I look. I'm not saying that it's bad because it is very well illustrated and it was pretty well written. I just don't care. That's fine. I don't this care. This isn't about you. I know. This is about him. I know. But I did talk smack about it on the show, so I think I gave it a skim it because f- the art was very good. Our friend Jim Kaplan, Jim, his name is James. Uh, his favorite writer went to Mariko Tamaki. Uh, who is a very famous graphic novelist. Uh, she put out a book. Uh, she put out the Harley Quinn Breaking Glass All Ages book, or she wrote that. Uh, she wrote X-23 for a while. Um, she put out her most recent graphic novel, I believe is called Laura Dean is Trying to Kill Me. Oh, or, yeah, or yeah, is trying yeah. to break up with me. Laura uh, Dean keeps breaking up with me or something like that. That was on a Laura Dean keeps breaking up. Yeah, on that was on a ton. Of, <laughs> Laura like, Dean is trying to kill me. That's not the title. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was on a ton of best of lists, though. Uh, his favorite artist was Cliff Chang uh, for his work on Paper Girls, which had a phenomenal 
uh, finale this year. Isn't aren't we getting like a Paper Girls show? Isn't that happening? Something, yes, something like, like an, that is. He happening. signed an Amazon deal, right? BKV did. Um, I don't know where, I, I, but I believe yeah, Paper Girls is being developed. I think he did. Uh, his favorite series was Hawks and Pox. Can't fault him for that. Nope. Uh, Joe Rankley, his favorite writer, Jonathan Hickman. Favorite artist, Russell Dowderman. That's a good pick. Uh, and he also gave a nod to uh, Matt Wilson for, uh, or is it Matt Wilson or Matt? Yep, Matt Wilson uh, for color, his color work. And his favorite series was Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Good call. Mm-hmm. We loved it too. Uh, Mikey James, his favorite writer was Kieran Gillen. His favorite artist was Nick Dragota. And his favorite series was Hawks and Pox. Why'd you make that face with Nick Dragota? I wasn't making the face because of Nick Dragota. I just thought it was interesting to me that his right, his, his writer, artist, and series are all totally separate. It wasn't like, well, you know, yeah, what's wrong with that? Nothing at all. No, I just thought it was interesting. Like I, I gave a nod to, uh, I guess Stephanie Joe Hans Joe from Rick Guy, and I don't even like that thing. book. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, so Kieran Gillen was doing Die. He also is writing Once and Future, which is amazing. Once and Future is very <laughs> good. Comic. Yeah. Uh, and Nick Dragota. Just came off of a long run on East of West. Yes. Which I need to finish. Yeah. Which I believe also has some like TV production thing going on. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Our friend Jim Heavey. Look at Jim Heavey getting all fancy over here. His favorite writer is Hajime Isayama from Attack on Titan. Yep. He reads him some anime and manga. His favorite artist was Yusuke Murata for One Punch Man. And his favorite series is Attack on Titan. Nice. Yeah. He told me to watch the Vinland Saga. It's a new anime on Amazon, and I watched the first two episodes yesterday. Holy shit, is it violent? <laughs> it's, it's like it's like their take on Vikings. It's like a Viking anime, but one of the Vikings is definitely superhuman. Oh boy. Like hopping from boat to boat and murdering the hell out of people. And it's like, no idea what's going on. Totally in. Really fucking cool. <laughs> really good art, too. Our last uh, our last Twitter uh, response was from E.J. Martin, who gave his favorite writer to Al Ewing, favorite artist to Trad Moore uh, of Silver Surfer Black, and his favorite series was Immortal Hulk. Good call. Trad yeah. Moore, definitely. I think this is going to be a huge year for Trad Moore, too. That dude, he has definitely been vaulted in the spotlight, definitely deserves it, and I would like to see him full time on like a kick-ass Marvel Cosmic book. I'd be fine with him doing Silver Surfer. That <clears throat> that mini was amazing. I need to finish it. Absolutely amazing. So good. And the state of the Marvel Cosmic Universe right now, I don't think it's ever been better. It is incredible. It's absolutely doing, incredible. They're doing all right. They're if doing you, all right. If you didn't read Donny Cates' uh, Guardian of the Galaxy, you need to. It was to. good, yeah. God, uh, it was good. I'm going to say this, though. Annihilation Scourge was a huge letdown. <laughs> I mean, it was fun. I had fun with it. I think both of these mini events that came out this year were kind of shitty. The 2099 Omega, we uh, or the 2099 one shots. We read a couple of them and only one of them was really any good. I don't even remember uh, which the Conan one. Conan one. Oh, the Conan one. Conan turned out to be the yeah. best one. The one that made me roll my eyes the most. It's like, oh, God, they're 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 doing exactly what we said they were right. going to do. It was great. And it was awesome. Yeah, it was totally great. Um. But yeah, they were just disjointed. The story barely pieced together in either one of the events. Eh. I need to give a huge nod to Jason Aaron's Conan as well, because I caught up on that the other day. 
And every time I picked it up, I was just like, ah, you know, Conan, whatever, I'll give it a read. And every time I was done, I was like, that was fantastic. Yeah. And I burned through it. The stories have been such that they sort of tie into each other, but you can really pick up any issue and get a complete fantastic Conan story. That series is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Just, and it's beautiful to look at. Oh my God. I've been stockpiling all the issues. It's so good. <laughs> I haven't yeah. read them past the first. Conan is incredible. With that said, everything outside of like the Conan book proper is meh at best. Savage Sword <laughs> and yeah. the tiny Savage minis. Sword is like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's fine. And it's a lot more action packed and whatnot, but it certainly isn't must read stuff, you know? Adam Wednesday is just checking in here in the chat. His favorite writer of the year was Chip Zdarsky. I like it. Favorite artist, Steve Lieber, and favorite series was Die. Everybody loves Die, and I get it. Except you. I know. Because you just can't accept and the fact that it's a comic book game, and maybe it doesn't I need matter to, if the rules don't make sense. <laughs> maybe I just need to give it a, a little more chance. I read, like, the first four issues, and I'm just like, okay, okay, that's all I can do. <laughs> it's just so precious. Be cry, baby. <laughs> uh, you know what? I had the Facebook one uh, called up, but... The Facebook one. The um, listener's choice. Oh. 402-819-4894. Call us. Let's talk about stuff you loved this year and stuff you plan on doing differently in the coming year, 2020. How is your nerd year going to change? Your nerd year resolution is what I'm trying to say. Uh, Carl Smith, he read zero new comics in 2019. I just love it. Like, hey, Carl uh, Smith. Everybody chime in on this. And Carl Smith goes, I didn't do any of it. So, no, no, no. <laughs> I, that's, sorry. I misspoke. I misspoke. Um, he uh, he did read a few, but they were just kind of random and nothing that really uh, stuck with him. He read the new Metal Men and he liked it, but he never read past the first issue. Uh, his favorite releases of the year were the Elric Deluxe Editions by Titan Comics. Those are very cool. And the uh, the Toppy Topi Toppy collections from Lion Forge. I don't know. But yeah, they do. Topi Toppy T O P P I. It's a European thing, I think. Okay. Right. Um, but yeah, those those companies put out a lot of great like archival reprints of classic stuff. Titan's been buying up a bunch and doing a lot of Euro reprint stuff. And it's really nice stuff, but one, I can't afford to buy it all. And two, I don't know what I should buy. <laughs> uh, Sergio Topi or Topi. I know that's not how it's pronounced. No way. Um, was an Italian illustrator and comics author. Okay. So there you go. All right. Uh, so Topi, Topi is not a character. Is he a, dead? You man. said was. Yeah, he did. He's, oh, he's dead. He died in 2012. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, uh, Frank Cirillo says, I plan to draw and paint more and read more books. Frank. Frank, we didn't know you drew or painted. I did. I see I'm on Frank's Instagram. Oh, really? I see his drawings all the I time. I didn't know. I don't, I don't follow little people on Instagram. Shut know. up. Sorry. But. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. <laughs> Jeffrey Ketchum, who was previously on the show, his best writer was Warren Ellis, of course. Uh, his favorite artist of the year was Carrie Randolph. I believe he already came on the show and told us this. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Let me guess. His comic of the decade was Injection. And his, his favorite, favorite series was Excellence. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> he said all those things. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> Not today, but... It, was he on last week? Yeah. Oh, all right. He told us these yeah. things. <laughs> all right, then. Uh, Jimmy Randall, his favorite writer was Jeff Johns, and he says that guy went from zero to absolute hero with the final issue of Doomsday Clock. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Doomsday Clock 12 might be the only comic Jeff Johns wrote in 2019. He, he had a couple issues of Shazam, at least. Yes, it's true. I'm I kidding. mean, maybe three. I I'm think kidding. that series is really late. His favorite artist was Joe Bennett for Immortal Hulk, and his favorite series was Immortal Hulk. Fair enough. Uh, Jason Sachs gets really heady on us with his, quote, Saxian idiosyncratic choices. Whoa. Uh, my best graphic novel I read this year was My Return Home by Jacques Tardy, a brilliant telling of his father's struggles after leaving a World War II prison camp. Oh, man. Yeah. It sounds like light reading. <laughs> uh, best graphic novel reprint of previously published material. What are you? What is this? The Oscars? Yeah, no shit. Uh, without a doubt, he says The River of Night by Kevin Huizenga. <laughs> gotcha. Huizenga. <laughs> uh, which knocked my skull out of my head. Wow. Wow. It's, it's, it, he said it's literally breathtaking. There are several moments in the book where, which literally took my breath away, and I'm constantly describing to friends. Uh, his favorite series of the year was Jimmy Olsen, and best writer reluctantly he gave it to Hickman. Reluctantly, uh, what's that about? I don't know. <laughs> reluctantly, uh, but like every year, best artist has to go to Jaime Hernan Jaime Hernandez. Every year, his art gets more and more deceptively simple, and every year it says so much. The dude is a master. I will give him that. Yeah. The dude is a master. Our phone line is open, but I don't know if it's ringing. 402-819-4894. I'll just keep going with these picks. Brian Domingos. Uh, I don't remember if we talked. Oh, yeah. Uh, did we talk to him about it? Yep. Just a minute ago, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Not about his best, though. Yeah. He, he said he liked Far Sector, which he, he, got, he gave, gave Jamal Campbell his he favorite. brought artist. up the Immortal Hulk and said he was digging that. Again, these are not his listener's choice picks, oh, so okay, if you'd like okay. me to read them, I will. Sure. <laughs> his favorite writer was Bendis for all of the work he's done at uh, DC with Wonder Comics. Batman Universe. Batman Universe is the reprint series of the Walmart uh, exclusives. Oh, that's right. Uh, that, they got I Tom forgot. King to do the Superman one, which yeah, was yeah. excellent as well. Uh, and then Bendis and Nick, uh, Nick Darrington, artist of the Doom Patrol. Yeah, Nick Darrington's amazing. Uh, they did this bonkers time travel story with batman and vandal savage it was amazing okay uh i did not read any of those oh so good really it's really good okay uh, his favorite series his favorite artist was jamal camel from fart sector and naomi and his best series is superman's pal uh jd got a catch i read that amy amy from north dakota i haven't I, heard from amy batter that amy that's the one I did a total 180 on Bendis' Superman in 2019. As someone who hasn't read a lot of Marvel, I didn't really care about DC getting Bendis. But Superman is one of my favorites, so I was going to check it out. Plus, Joe kept talking about how much he enjoyed it. The first couple of issues were fine, good enough to keep going, but I wasn't all in. It picked up quickly, though, and damn, did he change my mind. It's oh, yeah. great. Oh, yeah. Just got caught up. Can't wait for more. I can't believe I'm excited about the Legion of Superheroes, tell you the truth. I know. <laughs> so those were your listeners' choice uh, picks for 2019. So I would say Immortal Hulk and Hawks and Pox got the most votes for series. Fair enough. Uh, Hickman probably and uh, Joe Bennett, oddly, yeah. for artist. There you go. Uh, so yeah, good job, guys. One vote for Jeff Johns, which is odd. We, but I mean, like, it's been a weird year for Jeff Dropped Johns. Dropped off the face of the planet Earth. So what are you going to do lot. about it? So let's talk about our nerdier resolutions. What are you planning on doing differently this year, Joey? Uh, draw more. I need to draw more. I've, I've entered into a, I, I'm calling it a dark pact. 
I entered into a dark pact with Fred Gorham. Oh boy. And that uh, is dark. You're Eric, going real dark. Eric White. Gorham into it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, Kiki White Guy. Kiki oh, White my Guy. God. Yeah. Uh, so two local <laughs> artists that we've we've been friends with for a long while. Mm -hmm. Uh and we have we are doing a sketch every day challenge. So okay. one drawing a day for the entire year. Um I did this once previously in 2016. So time out. We're three days in. We're four days into January. Have you failed yet? No. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> so. <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, so far so good. Um, not every drawing will be just a, a, a completely finished masterwork. Right. <laughs> but today is a triangle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I did this once before in 2016. It took quite a bit out of me because it's a lot harder than it sounds. Uh, but uh, so far it's going well. Um, I have a lot of commission work that I owe people, especially patrons of the show. Maybe focus on that. Yeah, you know, you know, got to draw something. Yeah, so you know. might as well draw Patrick's Usagi Hojimbo. There you go. Get that crap done. <laughs> um, but yeah, I need to draw more. And this challenge is going to be the kick in the pants that I need. Uh, as far as like pop culture stuff, I, you know, I feel kind of fine with my intake. <laughs> so, Fair enough. Um, we read a lot for the show. That's we true. read a lot of varied stuff. Um, but yeah, the main thing, my main, my main goal is like when I'm sitting in front of the television, maybe put the phone down and pick up your notepad. <laughs> That's my resolution. Hey, all right. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad at all. Uh, I want to try and watch more anime because I feel like I've really fallen behind. I just don't have time to read manga stuff. I don't because we read so much for the show and manga stuff, the way that it's written is giant, you know, phone books worth of stuff. Yeah. Right. And it just seems so impenetrable. I just don't even know where to start. I'm, I feel the you same know? way. I feel the same way about anime say as about well. comics all the time. And we're like, no, it's different. You know, I, I feel the same way about anime where it's like, oh, yeah, Naruto. Have you ever seen Naruto? It's my favorite thing. Oh, I'm like, oh, I'll, maybe I'll get into that. Then you accidentally watch Hamtaro. Naruto has like <laughs> 8000 episodes. Yeah. And I am not the sort of person that's like, well, what season can I jump in? I'm not a fan of Naruto. Those, I'm just using it as an words, example. Sure. It's just that they go on for so no, long. No, I get it. I get and it. there's so much. And it's just like, eh, I'm good. Well, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of newer stuff that's coming out. And it seems like the streaming wars have really helped a lot with that. And they realize there's money there. So yeah. they're throwing money behind it. And so I want to try and get in on it a little bit and see what's going on here. Um, I'm also going to get rid of three quarters of my comic book collection. It's going away. I, I'm making hardcore decisions on what I want to keep. I know what I love and I know what I don't care about. And the stuff that I don't care about is going away, getting rid of it. That's admirable, but why? I don't need it. I don't need it. It's taking up space. It does nothing for me. I'm not even planning on selling it. I'm going to drive it to Legend Comics and go here and give it to them. That's and, what I did. And they can do whatever they want with it. They can give them away. They can file it. I don't care. But I don't need that stuff. And I want to focus more on the stuff that I do love. Like, uh, older 70s Marvel stuff, the, especially martial arts comics and stuff like that. First appearances of characters that I love. I would like to have a collection, not necessarily like near mint stuff, but nice issues that was like the first appearance of Iron Fist, the first appearance of Sabretooth, you know, like characters I really love and stuff like that. Focus more on that. 
because that is the stuff that means something to me, you know? Sure. Yeah. My house of mystery, you know, and like first swamp thing and stuff. I love, I adore that book and I love having it. I don't care anything about my, um, Avengers, uh, what was it? The one where they had all the kids and the students and stuff. Avengers, uh, the initiative, <laughs> yeah, the initiative. I don't give a crap about or it. Avengers Academy. Yeah. Or, the, or both. I don't know, but I have both runs. I don't need them going away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you <know? laughs> um, you know, the thing, the thing that made, uh, like I gave up my collection years ago, but the thing that makes it so much better for me now as a fan, uh, of rereading things that I loved are the apps. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. Uh, and that's like, the thing. And it sounds gross because it's like I, I realize I'm getting further and further away from print comics, but that's how I'm reading comics. Right. And even when I do buy like these older comics that I love so much, I'm not buying them to read them. I am kind of buying them just to have them yeah. or have a nice copy of that because I, I like that. Well, I like that idea that you had about like focusing on certain things. Right. Uh, like after I gave up my collection, I was still working at the comic shop and I... I did miss some aspect of the collecting part of it. Sure. Uh, so like for a while there, I'm like, okay, well I'm just going to find like some weird series that doesn't mean anything to anybody. And I'm going to collect that series just for fun. Uh, and I think, <laughs> I think my, I think my choice was Legion, not Legion of superheroes, L period, E period, <laughs> G period. Oh God. From the eighties. Yeah. Legion 89, you know, like, Keith oh, Kevin. wow. Um, that was the one, huh? Yeah, because it's like, <laughs> all right. People talk about it, it being good. They, sure. they they kind of like not not that they're necessarily equal, but it kind of gets held up at the, in the same regard as Suicide Squad as a as a book that maybe not a ton of people read, but a lot of people really love. Right. Um, it definitely has a cult following. Yeah, cult sure. following. Yeah, exactly. But everything Keith Giffen did back then has a cult following. Yeah, right. So, um, but I petered out on that. I was like, okay, I actually don't care anymore. So yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean it was great. It just means it has a cult following. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, it wasn't even that. It was like it's not that I didn't enjoy it. It's just like, eh, you know what? I just I'm kind of over it. I got over it. Um, but now if I want to read fucking Legion eighty nine, I got DC Universe. Yeah, and there's something to be said for that. And like, I mean, sure, the the more that we're backing these digital ways to read comics is not great for your comic shop, but there are still ways to love that. Like one of the other things I want to do is pay more attention to modern runs of stuff that I think are really great and buy those goddamn hardcovers. Go get them. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like, I still like, I still love trades. I want to get like the complete hardcover edition of Jason Aaron's full Thor run. I want all of it. I want to get the Hellboy library so goddamn books. good. I have the Elbrose Library yeah. books, and they're fantastic. Um, I'm going to get that full run of Immortal Hulk so far because it's mm -hmm. going to go down as one of the best runs of the Hulk ever written oh, yeah. and sort of focus on that stuff. I like those big, sexy hardcovers. It's a great way to present the book. Uh, now, I will tell you what. I love, like, the terminology is different from company to company, but I love the deluxe edition yeah. hardcovers, which might be, like, slightly oversized but very nicely bound. I don't want, like, absolute editions. Or omnibus. See, I like those. The too. ones that, like, you have to have a fucking plinth to put it on. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who this? Hey, it's Seanix. What's up, guys? You still taking calls? Hey, yes, bet, we're buddy. still freaking taking calls. I was just about to shut this down. But then I saw you call, and oh. I was like, all right, let him in. Let well, him in. I'm on my lunch break, and I was watching the show, and I thought I'd just chime in. What have you guys been drapping about? So we were talking about our nerd year resolutions. What we want to do different in 2020. 
Yeah. As, far as, our, no. as far as our hobbies. And yeah, whatnot. I mean, as far as like, like I was saying, like, I'm going to focus more on the stuff that I love and not, you know, worry about so much the clutter that I need to get rid of. Oh, yeah. That's my that's my jam this year is I'm I'm slashing and burning my backstock and uh, that's exactly what I'm doing. The fact that I call it backstock is pretty bad because uh-huh. it actually <laughs> looks like a comic shop's backstock. Because uh-huh. I don't need I don't need Legionnaires eighty nine number one. Nope, or you don't. <laughs> or uh, Hero Hotline number one from eighty nine. Hero Hotline, you know the nineties. You know, like eighty eight, eighty nine, ninety, ninety one. I yeah. probably have every number one that came out those years from both the big two. You so, might be safe just yeah. wiping that slate completely clean. I don't. I can't. Like nothing oh, yeah. is jumping out of my head. We're like, oh shit. What about that number yeah. one that launched? In new Warriors number one, nineteen ninety, baby. Yeah, you can. You can feel oh, free I'll to get rid of that. One. I'll keep my <laughs> new Warriors run. You know what? I need to. I'll I need keep to, my new Warriors run because. It ends with that awesome Sphinx cross, like the day of tomorrow or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Days of Future Tomorrow Past or some stupid yeah, it title. Yeah, it was a pun. I on, have uh, that in the night. Yeah, I have that, and then I stop reading new words. I might have a die cut issue number twenty five actually. Now that I'm thinking yeah, about it, with buddy. rage on the die cover. Cut. Yeah, you do. Maybe. Uh, it's, <laughs> yep, yep. It is the. It is the. 30th anniversary of New Warriors, which makes me feel like an old man. You are an old man. Was Rage <laughs> the guy that wore like the Mexican wrestling mask? It was like a ski mask, yeah. Okay, it was like it, a ski mask. Yeah, sort of like a luchador mask, but, but it, it had was like, a ski mask. It had like stuff around the eyes. It had like tiger stripes on yeah, it. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rage. And what was Rage's I deal? Did. He just beat people up? Rage's deal is that he was a 14-year-old boy. He was 14. Who got exposed yeah. to... Rage was 14? Listen to me, I'm giving you the origin of Rage. Okay. He was a 14-year-old <laughs> kid who got exposed to some sort of toxic waste and it it made his body look like a full-grown bodybuilder strongman. So he was sort of like Shazam? Sort of yeah. like Shazam, yeah. Except he couldn't turn back. Or like Prime? Or like Prime. Prime. Yeah, yeah. Or, except or like he, a weird hybrid of Pit. <laughs> was Prime a man boy? Prime yeah. Prime was a Shazam homage, he, yeah. Oh, no kidding. He turned uh, in he was like gobbly goop. He would turn into Prime. He was like this like yeah, little kid and then he was would like go a, all goopy. It was like a goop suit that formed this Superman yeah. body. I uh, never read Prime and I did not know that. Okay. Prime co-created by a pederast. <laughs> so who is going to leave that one <laughs> in the past? Gerard Jones. Oh yeah, Gerard Jones. Uh oh. And uh yeah, pederast. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, but rage, rage. Yeah, he he was a he was a little kid trapped in an adult body, and he had super strength, and he was an invulnerable. And it's like Man Boy from The Simpsons. Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> like, like Man Boy from The ripped Simpsons. up head is a little kid, <laughs> like a little kid head on this like ripped up man body. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Of I, Simpson I, comic I did like era. Night Thrasher. Night Thrasher showing up in that whatever that book that came out New Year's Day or whatever. Oh, uh, incoming. incoming. Yeah. Yep. Still uh, yeah, skateboarding really around. Loved, yes. Oh, I loved it. <sighs> I love the cars bro- like crashing and him just skateboarding, chilling, talking to Nova. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna do it, my favorite part from that book. If you're gonna do it, then love- yes, lean into it. Uh, go ahead. I loved that he called. <laughs> I loved that he called Nova. That they're still buddies. Yeah. That, that made me happy. Yep. Um, yeah, oh, and then the it, new, I mean, the new Warriors. Than- uh, the new Warriors did show up in the conclusion of Annihilation Scourge. Nova calls all his friends oh, to help fight and is like name Marita and Rage was yeah, there. That's Steve Ball was there. Because Rage is a guy you want in space. Yeah, you definitely. Know. <laughs> like if I'm gonna have a space you crisis, know. there's nobody I want by my side more than Speedball. Okay. Uh-huh. Definitely. Right. Yeah. As long as you're not penning. I'll take ripped up fourteen year old black dude. Thanks. <laughs> oh. He looks like a badass. All the way. I agree, Sean. I agree. <laughs> Sean, but hey, I just I, I'm gonna chime in. Uh, 
TMNT number 100, man. Did anybody read that? Piece? It was fantastic. Yes. Yeah, we reviewed oh it on the show. God. It was excellent. It like oh, that series oh is so much better and has any right to be. And like they're just taking it seriously and doing it really well. And one hundred series, bar none. Joe, yeah. did you review it? You I reviewed, reviewed it on yeah. the show, uh-huh. and I read it as well. And then I went back and read the storyline that led up the to it. City at War. Holy crap! It was yes. good. It's yeah, so good. yes, it was. The, the new turtle yep. kicks ass. Jessica or Jellica or yeah. whatever her name is, Jerica. Gen- Jenica or whatever. Jenica, yeah. boy, I get, I, I hit every Jenica. middle consonant except the yeah. right one. I think it's Jenica. <laughs> did you read the te- no, I, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Power Rangers crossover? Um, I'm picking it. I think I, I'm picking it up. I've got it on the sub. It's fantastic. I think I have the first issue. I haven't read it yet. The first issue was really it good. It is fantastic. Yeah. And I cannot believe well, I'm saying that out loud as a 44 year old man. <laughs> I can. Anything that has TMNT in it crossing over with anything else hasn't been bad in my opinion. Yeah. That I've read. I like the, the Batman. All three series were pretty good. Yeah. The I Batman mean, ones even, were like, goofy They were fun. good. Yeah. They were really good. Yep. And I need to buy those. Toys. I've, those I've toys really enjoyed. So cool. Yeah. Team NT. It's, it's been my favorite <laughs> series, like two years running now. I, I have not, I had not read the, the, all of the Batman ones, the Batman crossover ones, but I flipped through the most recent one and it was like Krang, Krang the brain. The third one inside is wackadoo. the body of the anti-monitor. <laughs> yes. The third one is wackadoo. It is so fun though. I did think they got, a, they even, got amalgams. The, <laughs> Well, you know, it's bound to well, happen sooner or later. The, again. They even have like the the black and white turtles show up. Yes, yeah, yeah. The the and they look like Laird original Laird. comic. I have not yeah. read the third one, but yeah, it's like it's like Crisis on Infinite Turtles. It's it was it's bonkers. Okay, yeah. then it's uh, totally Crisis, and it is it is a bonkers. It is so fun though. It is super fun. <laughs> James, like, the by the third issue, you're like, yeah. what is going on? Yeah, exactly. And then the fourth issue, they like clarify everything. So. Just hold on to it. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. Shonix, always good to talk yeah. to you, brother. Enjoy your, uh, yeah. your lunch. Thank you for calling in and rescuing us. Well, thank you. We were getting all this sort of like, oh, man, we'll just talk <laughs> with each other for a while here, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you guys have to be friends once in a while. That's yeah, kind of weird, isn't true. it? But you brought us together. <laughs> you brought us together with okay. rage, and we appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Happy New Year, buddy. Yeah, you guys have a happy New Year. You too, brother. Thanks, Sean. All right, time to get out of here. Joe Patrick, give these kids a new question of the week. Well, we do have some voicemails. Uh, and do we? I didn't yeah, see any. Real quick, I want to touch base with the chat. Adam Wednesday wants you wants to remind you that you're talking to the man who did a Denver the Last Dinosaur sketch. So failure is an unknown concept. Um, <laughs> did I ask for that? Was that me? This yes, that yeah, was you. That, that was me. That. <laughs> um, I think all our voicemails are just intros that we had. Adam Wednesday says, with anime, it helps to find watch lists that cut out all the unnecessary filler. Yeah. That's something I've heard that there the anime shows really good, of filler. I don't like to send anybody to Reddit for anything, but there's actually some really good Reddit anime sub like groups. Yeah. That are really well moderated. So, you know, there aren't a bunch of like assholes on there. And if you go and say, hey, like, where do I start with this? There's people that will legit help you out, which is very cool. Yeah. Um, excuse me, Adam. You're going to you going to make it? <laughs> no. Adam also says that he has an addiction to absolute slash library edition slash omnibus. I love them. Books that I, I love them that I justify by calling them home defense weapons. <laughs> Um, big theme in the chat about cutting the, cutting the old floppy collection. Uh, I think that's just, this is where we're going. 
You know, th- yeah. this is the nature of, and it's not odd for comics. Look at the magazine industry. It's been destroyed, mm, okay? Yeah. And I guarantee Better Homes and Gardens was outselling, you know, any X title forever, so. Uh, Frank Cirillo says uh, the artist's edition, the artist editions that IDW puts out with the original art. They're so cool. Uh, in the original size. They are so they're amazing. cool. They're also expensive as hell. They are expensive. But, uh, like, I, I remember the first one, I think, I bought the Simons and Thor one because I the just Simons couldn't and resist. Thor one is the one that he so mentioned. So amazing. Uh, the uh, I think the first one I ever saw was the uh, it was a Frank Miller Daredevil issue, and it was was it the Death of Electro one? I don't think that was the first one. I think it may have been the first chapter of Born Again. Okay, because um, they did a couple of the Frank Miller ones. They did a couple of Frank Miller ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, I think it, there was a a, Rame, a Ramita Senior Spider Man one was one of the early ones yeah i think they're right. so incredible they are absolutely they're amazing. so incredible and why idw is putting those out not marvel i still do not understand <laughs> i just don't get idw it. <laughs> and marvel have some sort of weird packaging yeah deal. um because idw puts out all of the marvel all ages books yeah like marvel action Spider-Man and like the and star wars all ages stuff too mm-hmm. it's really weird uh frank says did you guys watch the toys that made us tmnt episode yes it brought a tear to my eye yes yes and yes and so that show brought Eastman and Laird back together. I know. And now they're working on a new turtle comic. It's crazy. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Uh, Patrick says all this downsizing nonsense is uh, hurting his brain. Just do what I did and buy industrial shelving. There you go. Fair enough. Uh, now, voicemails, I know we have. I we don't had, believe we so. We had one from Jason. Let's see. Award show. Award show. Award show. This is all stuff. Who the hell is this guy from Jason, which is coming up. We're doing a who the hell is this guy with Red Wolf. That's going to be weird. Red Wolf, yeah. By request. Who requested that? Uh, A guy on the forums. Okay. Yeah, Molen Week on the forums. Oh, Molen Week. Molen Week. He's a forum guy. Yeah, he's a very own mole man. Uh, We've got a question of the week Golden Beppo Golden Beppo from BS3 here from from Wednesday. And then uh, also from Wednesday. Yeah, we go back. Question of the week from Jason Sachs. These are from this week. From this one. Do you have it starred? Yes. How come I don't see it? I don't know. I see who the hell is Red Wolf. We also have a voicemail. Oh, that's BS the threes asking her question. Yeah. Because they they get stacked in the email. You just have to scroll through the Jason's emails to find it. <laughs> well, that's gonna be interesting listening. From that one <laughs> from that one thread. The who the hell is Red Wolf one? Yes. Oh, well, no, he said it actually it's part of a separate thread. It, it says QOTW this week. My sad first world plight. Hope you enjoy. From January 1st. Oh, there we go. Got it. Let's see what he says here. Hey, guys, it's Jason Sachs. So Saturday of this week is the worst day of the year run here in uh, Bothell, Washington, which Sounds is a great. cute suburb just a little south of me. Um, so I am once again sending an MP3 with my comment on my fan resolution. So if you were to like have a camera to see into my office as I'm talking right now, you would see stacks of unread comics, which are like sitting here staring me in the face, torturing me with the idea that you are interested in me. You want to spend time with me. You're just not spending time with me. So my ambition for 2019 is to finally start to catch up on my comic book reading. There's so much great stuff sitting in my house that I just have never read. <sighs> Isn't this the plight of everyone? Yeah. It is. <sighs> Maybe I should stop running and start reading. 
That sounds healthy. That's not the lesson, Jason. No, I think you're right. As your doctor, <laughs> stop running and start reading. Yes. Uh, I, but I sympathize. I have the same problem, except it's all on my iPad. Fair enough. <laughs> I I had uh, I had an older an older generation iPad, uh, and so I had to be very judicious with what I uploaded to it because the storage was very limited. Uh, then I got an iPad Pro, and I have never erased. And now you're you're abusing it. I'm abusing it. Yes, yes. Uh, just like you used to abuse our Dropbox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's Joe got, Patrick. This is not storage. Yeah, <laughs> it's got like thousands of comics on it, and most of them I haven't read. Um, so we have uh, Golden Beppo, BS the three. No, nope, that is the end. That's it. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not messing with you here. We're good. All right. Let's give these kids a new question of the week. The first real question of the week. The first real question of the week from a real listener. 2020. It's also uh, the last question of the week in our reservoir. So All right. step up your game, we kids. Need new, we need new questions of the week. Come on, guys. This week's question comes from Harvey Locust via the THN forums. We've all read comics that were based on movies, TV shows, or books, and we've already talked about our favorites. Now I want to hear about the worst what is that one tie-in, prequel, sequel, or spin-off of a book, movie, show that you wish you'd never read? There and what so made it leave such a bad taste in your mouth? I don't even know if I can choose the worst. There's so many bad ones. Oh, my God. So now we are not talking about film and TV adaptations right. of comics. Spin-offs. We're talking about the flip side. Like comic spin Comic book adaptations of things you saw on TV or in the movie theater. Not, oh. a, not a spinoff. Oh, not like, a spinoff. Like a tie-in or a prequel, sequel. Oh, okay. Yeah, like not an adaptation. Like not like the Marvel Return of the Jedi. I mean, I suppose something. it could be an adaptation if it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, if anything that ties into a piece of pop culture, okay, media, like yeah, TV like or the cinema. Stranger Things comics that are going on. Yes, at like, Dark which Horse are not very good. That are not good at all. But they're also <laughs> not memorable enough for me to go. Oh, it's the worst. No, it's not it's the worst. Like, no, but it's just like, care. oh, I remember when there was that. Stranger Things show that happened? Well, there were other Stranger Things that happened in between the show, but not that strange and kind of long-winded. So, (laughs) okay, cool. All right, we'll be back next week to discuss that. And, of course, we will be back with our regular show programming this Wednesday, reviewing your comics and talking about all kinds of neat stuff. I believe we're doing an Ask a Nerd this week. Well, we have who the hell is this guy? For Red Wolf. Are we going to do that this week? Or we, we also have a Swords and Scrolls segment oh, that we're overdue on, remember? Okay. You were supposed to download it from John Littrell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do one of those. It was like a year uh, in recap, too. So it was about The that. Witcher, I think. Oh. It was tying into the release of The Witcher. Okay. I'm willing to talk um, about The Witcher. I've really enjoyed The Witcher. I really like it. I still have only seen the first episode. I really like it. <laughs> it hits its stride about episode three. And yeah, now that's I'm what I've heard. in. Uh, oh. And I, I did hear a metal... A heavy metal cover version of uh, Toss a Coin to Your Oh, Witcher. there's like 15 different remixes out there. Uh, all fucking stupid. <laughs> it was pretty good. God, they're dumb. It was like a hair metal version. <laughs> it was pretty great. All right. Well, you'll hear all of that. We're going to do all of it this Wednesday. Um, no, we're going to do the regular show. One we'll of them. Smash it all in there. We're going to do one of You're them. You're going to love it. We're going to do one of them per week so we have less work to do. <laughs> That's how it works. All right, my dudes. Thank you for playing along. And you can always do so by calling us at 402 819 4894, clicking our call now button. You can leave a message at any time. You can send us an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. That's it, right? Yeah. Those are all the ways. Yeah. Or you can always just jump in and chat with us in our chat yeah, window too. I always check in with the chat. We love it. Uh happy new year. 
Here's to keeping our nerd year resolutions. And uh, for now, this is the Twitter Nerd signing off.